The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Hey, IDP Army. Everything about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Is up, IDP Army. We are back. It's your man, Jordan Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk. If you follow me on Twitter, um, defense matters, ladies and gentlemen. We're back again. It's week 13 rolling up. We got an IDP ranking, some notes. Uh, this is in most leagues the last week before the playoffs. So hopefully you can get in there. Uh, if you're not already locked up, you know that first round bye. Hopefully we can squeak you in there today. Um, like I said, we're talking mostly IDP all fantasy football as per usual on this show. Um, appreciate everybody in the IDP army coming out, supporting the show throughout this season. It's been really fun this year, uh, just doing this and growing the channel with my man, Steve and all that. Um, make sure you subscribe. If you're watching on the YouTube, that's a little button down there somewhere. If you are on a podcasting platform, make sure you also follow, subscribe, leave a five-star rating and leave a little review. I'd appreciate that. I don't ask a lot from the audience, but if you guys did do that, IDP army, I would appreciate that. That would be dope. So week 13, um, I'm going to break down a couple of things uh, from the previous week. Obviously, I'm going to go through my usual uh, top score in IDP 1-2-3 scoring. Actually, I'm going to take this opportunity to just, uh, you know, refresh everybody on IDP 1-2-3 scoring just in case you guys don't remember. Um, That's going to be something I talk about a lot this offseason. You will hear that. You will be seeing that a lot. So uh, IDP 1-2-3 scoring, if you're on YouTube, got a cool little graphic here. Uh, Basically, one, two, three-point plays. One-point plays being quarterback hits, assisted tackles. Two-point plays being tackles for loss, solo tackles. Forced fumbles being uh, uh, three-point plays being forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, passes defended, safeties, and block kicks. And then your six-point plays are your IDP touchdowns, your sacks, 
and then your interceptions. Um, that's that's IDP one, two, three base is kind of what I like to call that. I mean, that's without any of the yardage elements. That's without any tweaks. Um, but obviously, encourage people to modify, change whatever you guys see fit for your league. I like because a couple of variations I like. If you guys go check out my pin tweet on Twitter again at Fifty Shades of Drunk on Twitter, I have that link there. Full article outlining why these scores are the way they are, why we chose to, uh, why I chose to score, what actions I did on defense, and why they're kind of scaled or weighted the way they are. You know, by design, IDP one two three scoring is meant to keep uh, defensive players scaled um, point wise uh, to offensive players under a PPR format. So that's something a lot of IDP scoring uh, systems and you know formats don't really adhere to because a lot of them have been around for a while and they haven't really been evolving with you know the fantasy game. But that's IDP one two three scoring. So I'm going to tell you, last week, week 12's. Uh, IDP one two three leaderboard was uh, Joey Bosa. He came in with a hot fifty eight points. He came in with a big enough game where, I mean, people that don't talk about IDP, people that don't watch IDP, people that don't play defensive football, we're interested. So love a big game like that. It gets people's eyes on defensive players. Joey Bosa, like I said, IDP one two three uh, ended up with a monster game, fifty eight points, uh, the biggest IDP one two three scoring game I've ever seen to date. So big Bosa doing big things out there. A.J. Klein came in for the linebackers as the top performer on the week. He came in with a smooth 44 points. Damn good week for him. Uh, I had some people on the on the live stream on Sunday asking about him, and I really, you know, I feel like it's Alex Singleton all over again for me. Um, I told people, you know, Alex Singleton maybe he's, you know, low level two, three, two weeks ago, and he was the number one linebacker. I said the same thing about uh, A.J. Klein this past week. I was like, you know, I mean, you can play him as a two or a three, but I wouldn't expect a lot. And then he goes out and is you know linebacker one. So ho hum, another big week. Uh, I saw that Matt Milano was apparently elevated from the IR though, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you can play Klein this week or not, or if you play Milano. I just I don't know. It's a little bit scary situation. And then the number one defensive back on the week, and pro, you know, a guy making a, a real run at that defensive uh, rookie of the year. Jeremy Chen, uh, you know, early on, Patrick Queen seemed to have things, I mean, pretty much smooth locked up after Chase Young hasn't really had much much sack upside the past, basically since week one. I think he has like one other sack on the season or one and a half. Um, but Jeremy Chen's been coming hot, and he's actually, I should have introduced this segment uh, much sooner in my season, but he's my impact player of the week under IDP 123 scoring. If you guys are on YouTube, you're going to see the graphic I've got here. But uh, basically his uh, week, you know, seven solos this last week, uh, six assisted tackles, one quarterback hit. He had two fumble recoveries, a forced fumble, two touchdowns, and then he had 45 fumble recovery yards. That's got him that whopping uh, 46.5 points on the week. So he's my uh, impact player of the week for week 12. On the season right now, uh, Jeremy Chin, 49 solo tackles, 38 assisted tackles, five passes defended. Now, I, I like some passes defended for a, strong, a safety for a safety playing linebacker. I love to see that. One tackle for loss, so I'd like to see that come up a little bit, but I'm all right with it. Three quarterback hits, a forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, and then an interception and two touchdowns. So obviously this last week did a lot to help boost his score, but he's been a solid every week starter essentially since the first week in the league. Um, And so like I said, he's my impact player of the week. Again, if you're on YouTube, you get to see this. Going forward, I mean, in Dynasty, if you play on sleeper, and they don't change his designation. Uh, he's a defensive back, and he was drafted as a safety, but he's been playing a lot of linebacker for the Panthers so far this year. So uh, if he keeps that dual designation, he's I mean he's a he's a he's a gadget player that you know you can put in a linebacker spot, a defensive back spot on sleeper, and even if you no matter what position you're playing him at though, the production's there. Uh, he's got 
impact plays for days, as you can see right there. He's got upside, and he's a tackle monster. I mean, what's he got here? 13 tackles this last week. So big week for Jeremy Chin. Love to see that. Saw him at the Senior Bowl. Uh, shout out to my man Steve. We tried to interview him, but he somebody else interviewed him right before us, and then we said hey to him real quick, but we didn't get to talk to him, unfortunately. But um, And he's an SIU alum, so SEMO, that's the college I went to. They're actually like our rivals, so he's from the OVC if there's any uh, – that's pretty much the extent of my college football knowledge. So, so there you go. There's a Jeremy Chin impact player of the week. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just jump into some notes of news injury stuff. As you guys may or may not know, uh, Carlos Dunlop, he did get a little banged up this last week. Um, so I, he's a guy I'm looking at down the stretch I and mean, he's been playing really good since he got to Seattle. He's been getting some points. Um, definitely going to monitor that this upcoming week. And then, um, we had Stephon Tuitt couldn't play in the game yesterday, Wednesday, uh, because of COVID, but he should be back. He's been a really stout defensive lineman all year, um, no matter what your scoring system is. So love to see him get back on the field. Uh, but TJ Watt and uh, Hayward and all those guys held it down pretty good last week. And speaking of also, I guess, you know, I don't want to bury lead, but Bud Dupree, another one of my Steelers, tore his ACL in the game yesterday. It sucked i mean you could see it was a non-contact injury as soon as he went down he was pounding his fist into the ground and i mean it was just you knew what happened i mean you've if you've seen it once you've seen it twice you've seen it a hundred times sucks i mean he's such a good he's having such a good year i know he's playing on the tag hopefully he gets paid hopefully the steelers the steelers are probably doing right even he gets on the tag again he'll get a good chunk of change and if he can push together another season he's still young enough i think he's 26 27 he'll get he'll get a good contract down the road so Good for him. ACL, pretty fairly common sports injury. He should recover fully, but he's done for the season. Uptick goes to Alex Highsmith, who has been playing phenomenal this year when he has been on the field in limited snaps. Uh, he was He's a guy I've grabbed, grabbed on a bunch of dynasty leagues uh, towards the end of all my drafts. You can probably find him on some of your waivers in some of your dynasty leagues still right now. Alex Highsmith, look him up uh, because he's going to be playing across from TJ Watt. He's playing on that line, and he seems to have every bit of the talent that you want like the Steelers defensive line kind of holds their guys to a standard too. So go check him out. If you haven't got him, he should be, he, he think he's just linebacker eligible pretty much everywhere, but you know me, I don't, I don't fade pass rush outside linebackers. Um, I think that's folly and silly and outdated and silly. So uh, speaking of pass rush outside linebackers, let's talk about Harold Landry. Harold Landry right now, uh, quietly uh, on the season is the defensive lineman uh five i believe one two three four five six he got two points less than shaq barrett five points less than aaron donald um he's doing all this while only having four sacks on the season Ooh, so what does that tell you uh it tells you a couple of things um four and a half sacks now i guess he had one this last week one he's got a high tackle floor uh and two he's an impact player uh, where is he getting these points? If he's not getting the sacks for a defensive line player, you know, even with the high tackle floor at DL, I mean, he's averaging like five tackles a game. That's not enough for a linebacker to put himself up there, but he gets tons of pass deflections. He's got an interception and he's got, I believe, seven or eight tackles for loss on the season. Um, we're only in week, we've only seen week 12. So he's having a really good season. I mean, these are his point totals since week one 12, 20, 13, 15, 17, 9, 11, 21, 11, 20, 11. He's only been in single digits once all season. And, you know, you wouldn't notice it really because the sacks aren't there, especially I, I tweeted something out about him last week. But he's he's truly is an impact player. Uh, and I think he's going to be a guy that they're going to have like having around for a while. Um, the J. Davian Clowney thing was, I mean, come on, that's a joke. Um, and he is DL eligible uh, on sleeper. So 
that's always good. Want to bring him up as a guy that, again, I, said, I think I said something a week or two ago about him. If you don't have him on your team, try and go get him, uh, in Dynasty especially. I mean, Harold, if, he, if he's putting himself in the top five defensive line players right now with under five sacks and we're in week 12, imagine what happens when the sacks start falling his way because he's playing the pass rush snaps, you know, and he's getting the pressures. He just hasn't really had the sacks yet. So most of those sacks do fall his way. Um, with all the other things that he's got in his game that have elevated him to that point, he's going to be a monster. Uh, might not come to fruition this season. Like I said, he, he has, he's had, he's on a little streak though. I think he's had a sack last two weeks, three weeks, but down the road and maybe even down the stretch here, he's a guy you need to have on your radar. He gets Cleveland this week. That's a tough matchup against Jacksonville, Detroit, two pretty good matchups. Then he gets in a finals week, he gets green Bay. Not great. But anyway, like I said, long-term dynasty asset. He's a guy you definitely want. Um, did want to bring up Joey Bosa again, just again, nod the hat. Uh, you know, he's had kind of a rough season, you know, with the elbow thing with the concussion thing. So it was good to see him go out and assert his absolute and total effing dominance on uh Sunday. And like I said, it caught a lot of people's attention, got a lot of people's uh, eyes on the IDP game for a couple hours. So pretty happy about that. Linebacker notes before we get into the rankings. I uh, just wanted to say once again, Troy Reader has a great game. I think I believe he finishes the number two linebacker on the week. Um, last time he filled in for Micah Kaiser, he finished as the number one linebacker on the week. So uh, no, he wasn't quite that high. He was a top ten linebacker though this week. Um, he had twenty nine points. So I mean, he was a big dog this week. Top ten linebacker had another great week. Uh, whenever, like I said, whenever Mike Kaiser was out, Mike Kaiser is on IR. I don't really think he's a knee thing or shoulder thing. Um, but you want that linebacking position for the Rams for sure. I mean, we've seen Littleton be absolute gold the last two years. We've seen Kaiser start the season. Kaiser start the season out absolutely on fire. And then now Troy Reader when he's, you know, Kenny Young. Don't know what that's all about. But you want to play Troy Reader if you're going to play anybody as far as linebackers on the Rams. I guess you could also play Leonard Floyd, but you're playing with fire if you're playing Leonard Floyd. I don't recommend it unless you're in a super deep league. Um then you could, you know, and actually because I just said you probably shouldn't, he's probably going to blow up this week. So <sighs> you got a tough decision to make now, don't you? Um, I don't really have any other real linebacker notes right now. Um, interesting little note, uh, Deion Jones, he's pushed himself. Another guy who, you know, has pushed himself into the top tier at the position linebacker. He is a top uh, six linebacker on the season right now. He's or on the season. I will double check this. Um He's a top 10 linebacker, top 12 linebacker on the season. Two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, he's a top, top 10 linebacker on the season, and he's pacing for under 100 tackles, total tackles. Um, that's pretty rare to get a linebacker that can put up less than 100, less than 100 tackles, and he's going to put himself in that top 10 conversation. You probably say, you know, how's he doing that? He's doing it because he's got impact plays. Um, three and a half sacks on the season. He's already... Uh, pacing. He's already reached, he's already surpassed his same, he's already reached the number of tackles for loss in 2020 this year as he had in all 2019. We got five weeks left, six weeks left. So he's crushing in the behind the line of scrimmage plays. He has three and a half sacks. That's the most in his career. I'm about 90% sure he's crushing that stat and it's only in the week 12. Um, the pass deflections are up. I think he has five or six of those on the season. So just because he's not getting the sacks or the tackles, which again is, you know, you can score without getting tackles. Um, if your IDP league is set up properly, um, players like that who are doing things behind the line of scrimmage, who are moving the offense in like put, giving them negative yardage. The, the idea that you would reward a tackle, the most pedestrian play that allows the offense to move forward 
and a league would be heavy in that department for scoring doesn't make any sense because a defensive play that's a high-level defensive play a lot moves the offense backwards. It's a tackle for loss. It's a pass deflection, net zero gain yards, or a sack backwards. Those should be, you know, obviously should drive and be the most premium valuable things. Um, but for a league to most of your points be acquired through letting the offense move forward, again, just another reason that IDP scoring needs to be a little addressed at, at a macro and a meta, meta level. Uh, but anyway, like I was saying, he's pacing for under 100 tackles. He's right now, I think, uh, like linebacker eight on the season, under 100 tackles. That's crazy. Why? The impact plays. The impact plays. He's having a season right now where he is just, he's making moves. He still hasn't had a double digit tackle season, tackle game on the season, but Deion Jones is pushing his way back into that upper tier linebacker conversation because of the impact plays. So I wanted to highlight him. I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm a known Deion Jones hater, but I'm definitely uh, a skeptic of what he has on the table. I know a lot of people that were big on Deion Jones coming into the season were like, oh, look, he had 150 tackles three years ago. He's pacing for a good season right now. It has nothing to do with his tackles. So um, moving on, only real defensive back notes I have before we get into the rankings today are Marlon Humphrey right now. If you saw on yesterday's game, Wednesday, two forced fumbles. He now leads the NFL. He has six forced fumbles on the season. The guys in second place are Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald. They each have four. So um, Marlon Humphrey, another guy, impact player, making big points, you know. So love to see that. He's a, you know, the the Baltimore defense is a turnover machine um, between Humphreys, between Peters, between Patrick Queen earlier in the season. So good to see him. Two force fumbles, playmaker. Love to see that. Um, He finished last season pretty high. He's going to finish this season pretty high again as well. So. Before we jump into the top uh, 12 guys at each of the main positions, um, just want to remind you all, all my written work is on Dynasty Nerds. I will have In My Defense, the YouTube show on Dynasty Nerds, will get posted hopefully tomorrow. Um, The accompanying article with that, the quarterly report, will go up tomorrow or tonight. So that's going down. All right, enough of that. Let's do the rankings quickly here, and I'll get you all out pretty fast tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this. Um, hopefully you get to enjoy your weekend. So defensive line, as per usual, number one on the week is the man himself, Joey Bosa. Number two, Demarcus Lawrence. Three, Stefan Tuitt, assuming, again, he's coming back uh, off the COVID list. Uh, four, Aaron Donald. Five, Cameron Jordan. Six, Chase Young. Seven, Montez Sweat. Eight, Emmanuel Ogba. Nine, Carlos Dunlap. Ten, Cameron Hayward. Eleven, Alden Smith. And 12, Trey Hendrickson. Uh you know, again, I'm just quickly going to go through these. You guys can check out idparmy.com. You can see my full rankings for the week. Um, Joey Bosa versus New England. Again, he's coming off that big week. He's obviously playing with the chip on his shoulder coming off of the last couple of down weeks of production for the team and him as a, as on a whole. Uh, he gets, like I said, the New England. There should be plenty of tackle opportunities there, which is something that has always been good about Joey Bosa. He has a pretty high tackle floor for an elite defensive end. Um, they like to run a lot there. Cam hasn't been sacked like a ton, ton, but he's been sacked enough to where I, you know, Joey Bosa, the sack upside, the premium is definitely available to you. Um, Baltimore, I don't know if RG3 is going to play. I think Lamar should be back out this week, but Demarcus Lawrence, I mean, he should feast. Uh, he's a guy that I was not high on coming into the season, started off the season slow, but he has come on super strong. And I mean, now he's an every week start. Uh, you know, he's having a season much closer to the one he had in 2018 than the one he had in 2019 this year in 2020. So got a good matchup. Plug him in. Top tier option this week. Stuff unto it. Obviously, like I said, well, he gets Washington this week. That's a good matchup for defensive line. And that whole line is just top tier. Um, if you're on sleeper, obviously TJ Watt is up here as well. Aaron Donald, 
you know what Aaron Donald is. I don't need to address that really. He gets Arizona. That's a, you know, that's a divisional game. So it'll be tough. Cam Jordan. I mean, the old man still got it. Um, I know some people have been a little bit hesitant to play him. You've been, don't take him out of your lineup at this point. I know a couple people were talking to me about taking him out of their lineups a couple of weeks ago and you paid for it. Um, you know, if you play a guy for so long and you take all of his bad weeks, you know, and then you bench him, what, what do you think is going to happen? If all the bad weeks are already out of his system, that good week is coming. So at some point, you just have to believe in your guys, trust in your process, and we know what Cameron Jordan is. He plays Atlanta this week. Uh, last time he played Atlanta, I actually retweeted it was his huge game last year where he put up 50 points. I think he had three sacks, a bunch of tackles for loss. I mean, he had a monster game last year against Atlanta. So book him top five this week. Chase Young and Montez Sweat coming in. They get Pittsburgh. Not the perfect matchup, but I, these guys have just been so good all season, especially Sweat. Um, I'm not taking him out of my top ten. Ogba, he's worked his way up here. He gets Cincy. I, who's the quarterback for Cincy? Brandon Allen. So I think that this is going to be a situation where they're just going to try to get everyone out of there alive, and it's probably going to be a little harder than they want because, honestly, Miami's defense is playing good as a unit and as an individual players, they're all playing pretty well. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, he gets the New York Giants. Great matchup. Carlos Dunlap has been playing great. He's still the same player he was last year, the year before, and the year before. Things did not look good early in the season in Cincy, but since going to the Seahawks, I mean, he's you can see it. He's the same guy. <clears throat> then Cam Hayward mentioned the Steelers matchup earlier against Washington. Good. Baltimore, we got Alden Smith. He gets Baltimore. Similar situation to Marcus Lawrence. The upside is there. Um, the upside's there. He hasn't really blown out the way he was early in the season when he had two top number one overall performances in the first five weeks. But, Again, there isn't a better matchup really for a defensive line player than Baltimore right now, especially if they're all they're all banged up. Then Trey Hendrickson coming in at twelve. I know he kind of let some people down. Was it? I think it was this past week, or was it two weeks? No, it was this last week. He had a big game two weeks ago, and this week he was kind of let you down. But still plug him in, still play him. Gets Atlanta again. Like I said, this is a good matchup for a defensive line because the Falcons' offensive line is not great. Uh, Their running game is not great, so you can get tackles behind the line of scrimmage, tackles for loss. Those are premium points. And, yeah, Trey Hendrickson has been good this season. There's no reason to take him out of your lineup, in my opinion. So, read them back off to you again really quickly. 1 through 12, Joey Bosa, Demarcus Lawrence, Stephon Tuitt, Aaron Donald, Cameron Jordan, Chase Young, Montez Sweat at 7, Emmanuel Ogba, Carlos Dunlip, Cameron Hayward, Alden Smith, and then Trey Hendrickson rounding out the top 12. So we will now segue into the linebackers. Top linebacker play of the week for me is Bobby Wagner, Jalen Smith at two, Roquan Smith, three, Darius Leonard, four, five, Blake Martinez, six, Miles Jack, seven, Leighton Van Der Esch, eight, Joe Schobert, nine, Demario Davis, 10, Foisade Oluokan. 11, Zach Cunningham, and 12, Eric Wilson. Bobby Wagner, I know he gets the New York Jets, not necessarily the great matchup, but the turnover upside is going to be even at a higher premium than usual because Daniel Jones is apparently going to be out. So whoever this backup guy is, I don't even know who it is right now. Uh, Bobby Wagner is going to tear him apart, um, eat him alive, I got a feeling. He, I, don't, I don't even think he's going to need to get a bunch of tackles. I think he's going to be a big impact player this week. So, I'm in. Jalen Smith gets Baltimore, kind of like I said, with, you know, the upside is there this week. They run a lot, and the ability to get home on the quarterback is going to be there for Jalen Smith. Roquan Smith gets Detroit. Roquan Smith is an undeniable monster. Detroit is a mess. I could see him taking advantage of the situation, and he's a tackle guy. 
He's a ta- he's a high level tackler and he's a high level impact player, Derek Roquan Smith. So love to see that. Similar to the guy right after him, Darius Leonard. Again, not the perfect matchups necessarily, but they're playing offenses that are they have good players, but they're struggling to really still this late in the season even have an identity to a degree. Um, more so, Houston having a little trouble. That's the matchup for Darius Leonard because they just lost uh, Will Fuller. So I don't know what this offense is going to look like. I mean, there's no Will Fuller. There is no David Johnson. There is no uh, – I mean, this is a Brandon Cooks, Deshaun Watson, Kiki QT-led offense now. So Darius Leonard is going to pick them apart. Uh, like I said, Roquan Smith right above him at three. He gets Detroit. They just lost their head coach. They've been a mess all season. DeAndre Swift is sick, concussion issues. I mean, there's just uh, – Galladay's banged up. So the upside of for defensive players is definitely there on these teams that are still – like I said, week 12 in the season, they're still trying to find their identity. Um, five, Blake Martinez. Just love Blake Martinez. He gets Seahawks. You love to see that. Miles Jack gets Minnesota, a very run-heavy team. Uh, so Miles Jack's playing that weak side, so he can rack up some tackles, and he's pretty good at getting behind the line of scrimmage himself. Leighton Van Der Esch gets that Baltimore game uh, along with Jalen Smith. Van Der Esch has not necessarily been an impact player this year, but you can count on Van Der Esch for the tackles, essentially. Uh, he did have one game three or four weeks ago where he was pretty low on the tackles, but he ended up getting like a sack and a forced fumble. So even in the games where his tackle floor hasn't been there necessarily per se, he has been able to take care of business. So, you know, this is a guy coming in two seasons ago. I mean, he was basically on the top of everybody's board with Darius Leonard. If you take the injuries out of the conversation and completely out of the equation, which I mean, you can't do that, but if you did for you know argument's sake, he is somebody that would be in everybody's top six linebackers and you know dynasty um just because of when he's on the field what he has done um check the tape uh joe showbert eight gets minnesota like i said there's another good matchup i have he's probably the highest i've had joe showbert all season um he's been kind of hit or miss but i like this matchup uh with the run heavy uh vikings demario davis uh i mean he's just you know He's a tackler, but he's also an impact player. He gets Atlanta. They're just, you know, they move, they can move the offense forward. I know they do get a lot of negative plays, but they do have big play uh, receivers um, and they have an okay tight end and they have a pretty good quarterback. I mean, no shade on Matty Ice. So they can at least move the ball. So the plays will be there. So even though I don't think this is necessarily going to be a run heavy team or anything like that, I think the tackles will be available. I think the behind the line of scrimmage plays will be available, as I alluded to with Cameron Jordan and. Trey Hendrickson and DeMarlo Davis likes to get behind the line of scrimmage himself too. So I like that. Ola Kuhn, he's your tackle guy right now ahead of Deion Jones. Deion Jones is a little bit more of your, your big play guy. Uh, so I have him a little higher just because the floor is a little bit safer, I think, uh, at 10. Zach Cunningham at 11. I know his snaps have been lower recently, but honestly, if you've paid any attention to Zach Cunningham, his snaps have never been something that have been intact. Um, Sure, for two or three weeks, he will play 100% of snaps. But going back to last year, there's plenty of times where he would, he's off the field, you know, 10, 15, 20% of snaps. So um, maybe they've dipped just a little bit less than more than that the past couple of weeks. But um, I'm not taking Zach Cunningham out of my lineups personally. And I'm still playing him as a one, low end one, 11 this week, but still a one. He's done enough to prove that, prove himself worthy. And then Eric Wilson, y'all know my love for Eric Wilson. Uh, I don't understand why people. Want to just pretend like linebacker, you know, linebacker points are just replaceable off the waiver wire. Why guys that are doing really good should just be ignored. Eric Wilson is a beast. He has a ton of impact plays. I mean, he's getting interception. He's getting pass deflections. I mean, he's doing it all. Uh, I will say that Eric Kendricks, um, 
does have more points on the season and more tackles, but when it comes right when it comes down to making impact plays, Eric Wilson's got a little bit more upside in that department and against the team Jacksonville, which is kind of a mess right now. I like his upside just a little bit more over Kendrick's. And that situation is flip-flopped, uh, as I said, you know, for Olakun and Deion Jones. I like I like Olakun's tackle floor a little bit more versus the team that's a little bit more together, like New Orleans versus the big play of Deion Jones. That's why in that argument, uh, for say Olakun, I have him as my, you know, my tackle floor guy. I'm feeling safer about that. And in the other matchup, I like Eric Wilson a little better against Jacksonville, but I think the big play upside is, exists a little bit more there than it does against New Orleans. So top 12 linebackers, Bobby Wagner, Jalen Smith, Roquan Smith, Darius Leonard, Blake Martinez, Miles Jack, Leighton Vanderesh, Joe Schobert, Demario Davis, Foisade, Olakun, Zach Cunningham, and Eric Wilson. So let's finish this thing up with the defensive backs. Number one guy on the week is Jamal Adams. Another sack this last week. Oh, the efficiency. He can't do it. Jamal Adams can't do it again. You were wrong. He can. He will. He does. Um, he does it all. Don't don't fade him. Fade the noise. Buda Baker. Oh, Buda Baker. He's just a free safety. He's not an in-the-box guy. Sure he is. Get a bunch of tackles. Get a bunch of impact plays. Finish the season. Damn near number one. Right now, I know uh, Jordan Poyer is a little bit ahead of him overall. Uh, but I think by the end of the season, Buda Baker will close that gap. I think he will finish as number one on the season. Number three, I had Jabril Peppers. Uh, we're coming off, what is it, three weeks, four weeks in a row right now, I believe, with Jabril Peppers having uh, 20 points or over 20 points. He's done enough the past six weeks straight to where he's put himself into the top 15 at defensive backs after essentially starting the season out with like less than 20 points through the first month. Um, these are his point totals since week seven, 20.4, 26.10 or 26.1, 28.6, 25.7, and then 17.8. So he's basically been averaging since week seven, right around 25 points a game. Um, that's huge. And I mean, that's huge. I mean, I don't learn all the way to say that. That's huge. He's put himself into that conversation. He is a top 12 defensive back, and he basically, I mean, for all sorts of purposes, missed the first month. I mean, he played, but he wasn't doing nothing. Um, but yeah, don't fade that man anymore. Jordan Poyer. Um, at number four, got him in my graphic. I love, I love, I love Jordan Poyer. I love the Bills. I love what they're doing this year. I think they're they got a good chance to go pretty far. They got San Francisco. They love to throw out those screen passes. They love to, you know, those yak, those yak plays. So I, I like Jordan Poyer's ability to go hunting, you know, try and sniff these things out, maybe get a couple behind the line of scrimmage plays. Jordan Fuller come or what am I looking at here? Oh, hmm. Let me see here. Y'all, my graphic is not completely up to date. I have it says Jordan Poyer. If you're on YouTube, you see Jordan Poyer. That's supposed to say Jordan Fuller. Jordan Fuller is my number five. Uh coming in, playing for Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp. Went back to IR. Uh, Jordan Fuller has three interceptions over the past two weeks. He picked off Brady twice, finishes the number one overall defensive back uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, last not not this last week, 12, 11. Uh, he picked off another pick this week. I mean, he's a great safety. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Gets Arizona, more a lot of snaps. Love to see that. Jesse Bates, you guys know how I feel about Jesse Bates. Justin Simmons, you know how I feel about him. Cameron Curl, you guys know how I feel about him. After last week, he, you know, he's been producing. So, you know, when you get a guy that he is producing, you, you don't don't fade him. Uh, he gets Pittsburgh. 
I like that matchup. Not even gonna lie to you. Um, Big Ben, the Steelers didn't look super sharp yesterday, and this Washington team as a unit is pretty good. Uh, and Cameron Curl has shown himself to be a tackling efficient kind of guy, but also, you know, kind of a playmaker. He's got two, three sacks on the season so far. Um, and for a guy that's only been playing full time for a couple of weeks, that's big, uh, especially for the defensive back position. Harrison Smith coming in at nine, Malcolm Jenkins at 10. The old dudes, but don't fade them. Shit, talk about old dudes. 11, I got Daniel Soros and another older guy. Can't fade any of these guys. They got Jacksonville, Atlanta, and Denver, respectively. Uh, Daniel Sorensen is a top 15 defensive back on the year. He has slid just a little since the last time we had talked, um, but that's because he just didn't have a really big play this last week, honestly. But he has been a, a walking big play this season, very similar to Jordan Poyer in a way, um, who does get a lot more love and accolades. And then his first time in the top 12, we got Justin Reed. Uh, Justin Reed, a guy I was super high on last year, uh, got hurt early in the season, didn't play very well, uh, played all season, but he just, you know, he came off, a, I believe it was right around a 75, it was between 75 and 100 tackles the season before um, when Tyron Matthew, he and Kareem Jackson were all in with the Texans. Then last year, he got hurt very early in the season, and I was really excited about him because Honey Badger had left, and so had Jackson. So I was like, well, okay, it's going to take a step forward. Got hurt early, shoulder, and he just was not the same after that. Uh, so he was kind of a more of a DB3 last year. The last couple of weeks, he's come on extremely strong. He's got a sack. He's got some high tackle numbers. And this offense is a little bit anemic now, I would say, to say the least. Um, not that losing David Johnson could make you more anemic, but it's still pretty anemic. Um, so now you just have Duke Johnson and Brandon Cooks. So, I mean, that's – get somebody help Deshaun Watson. I mean, this poor guy. Uh, gosh, I mean, I'm not a Texans fan. I'm not a Deshaun Watson apologist. But just sitting here and talking about these guys just makes me sad. Like, somebody save him. Please, somebody help that man out. But back to Justin Reed. He is playing very well. That defense is on the field a little bit more than it probably has been in the past, I got a feeling. Um, losing playmakers means, you know, your drives are going to die faster, so your defense is going to be on the field more. A lot more three and outs, and Justin Reed has been a playmaker on that defense so far this season. So, yeah, he's in my top 12 for the first time this year. It's taken a love 12 weeks, but here you are, big dog. Week 13, number 12. Welcome back. So quickly to read those back to y'all, one Jamal Adams, two Buda Baker, three Jabril Peppers, four Jordan Poyer, five Jordan Fuller, six Jesse Bates, seven Justin Simmons, eight Cameron Curl, nine Harrison Smith, 10 Malcolm Jenkins, 11 Daniel Sorensen, and 12 Justin Reed. So y'all, that is my rankings for week 13. Um, are my, is my rankings. Gosh, are those are my rankings for week 13. Um, Appreciate y'all for kicking it with me. Uh, hope you make it into the playoffs. And I hope you go into the playoffs with a little chip on your shoulder and you kick some ass because that's what we do around here with the IDP Army. Uh, we kick ass. We win. Uh, we try to win. You know, um, we talk shit on the way in and hopefully it sticks. <laughs> so, uh, guys uh, and gals, appreciate y'all listening. Jump on the live stream on Sunday morning with me and Steve, 11 Eastern. That'll be on the channel. If you're watching on YouTube, you already know that probably. If you're not, subscribe to the YouTube. Jump on Sunday mornings. We're here every Sunday during the season. We were here almost every Sunday during the off season as well. We're here answering your questions. That's when we interact with the audience. That's when we, you know, we vibe, we chill, we have a good time. We hope you guys decide, you know, who you're going to play, who you're not going to play. We talk about the matchups, ins and outs, blah, blah, blah. You know all that. So, like I said, follow me on Twitter, um, at 50 Shades of Drunk. Find all my written work 
at Dynasty Nerds. I'll have a new episode of In My Defense on the Dynasty Nerds YouTube channel. If you guys are on Discord, hop in the Fantasy Football Chat Discord. Also, hop into the uh, Destination Devi Patreon forward slash all gas. And then we have a good IDP channel over there. So come kick it over there if you all want to. And that's it for me, IDP Army. I'm out. Go out, kick some ass this week. Tell them who sent you. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hear the clock tick, blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you're switching it up and you're living it up. You ain't getting it.